Welcome in to One Random Thing. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm joined this week by Steve. Yo. And first time, Rebecca. Hello. For those of you who don't know, this is my beautiful wife. Thanks for coming on and humoring my hobby that I've got going on here. Well, you know, I should be supportive. Yes, you're, you're a very supportive <laughs> wife. So let's, so episode three, One Random Thing. So, so is it, so it going to be a gimmick that we fire the third person after every episode? <laughs> you guys don't really have enough friends i think to make enough episodes <laughs> if you're gonna keep burning through us yeah i mean I, I feel like i feel like we have like 10 friends that we could go through <laughs> willing friends though that's i think the the, the field and gets some narrower. and some distant cousins to bring in all right let's go right to it let's go right to a few random segments uh this time we're gonna do all new segments so we'll see if they work out. The first one we're going to start with is it's called Remember. And it's pretty much just a segment about nostalgia, about something growing up. And even though this thing still exists now, it, it played a large role in my childhood. And remember Bagel Bites? Remember? <laughs> remember, remember Bagel Bites? What? Remember yesterday? Yeah, like they're still very ubiquitous and like present. But I don't I don't think us as adults eat bagel bites regularly. Like when I was mean, the last time you had a set of bagel bites? I mean, First of all, the the proper term of art is a a rack. So get your a, a rack of bagel bites. So What do you mean? <laughs> because you throw you just you know, you throw on a rack of like, bagel bites. I feel like it should be like a bevy, like a a school of bevy. whales, a bevy of bagel bites. It should really have alliteration. Mm-hmm. All right. Rebecca's coming in hot on the podcast with all these big words and I'm everything. <laughs> I did get a 790 on my verbal SATs. That's like my it's one crowning glory. certainly not a set of bagel bites. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a tray. It comes in a little silver tray. Now, maybe you've had these recently, but I, I, these were a staple of my childhood. And I don't think as an adult, we really, really go to the bagel bite too much. And, and... I just used to eat them all the time. They were the perfect after-school snack, right? Because you eat lunch at school around 11, 12 o'clock sometimes in high school. You get home around 3, 4 o'clock, and you don't want to wait for dinner. Dinner's at 6 or 7. You get kind of hungry. You're a growing kid. So you you break out a, a tray of bagel bites, and the question is, how would you cook the bagel bites? Because I submit that I was single-handedly the best bagel bite microwaver in the history of the world. Because if you if you know this from my season from uh, anybody who's had bagel bites is if you just throw them in the microwave for the directions on the back, you come out with a mess. The cheese gets over melted. Some of them they cook at different rates. It's like it's real- nu- nuclear cheese soup, basically. Yes, and so the way you the better way to cook them would be the toaster oven. But as a child, you know, very very bad, uh, very poor attention span, very poor patience. So I actually mastered how to cook the bagel bite in the microwave. The key to it was 
they cooked at different rates. The center of the mic, the center, all the bagel bites in the middle cooked much faster. So I had this rotation set up where I would set it for, I, th I think, four or five minutes, however long, and you would cycle out the centerpiece and you'd have to watch them because they would finish at different times. So I would take some out after two minutes. Once, once I noticed that it finished the certain, the certain cheesiness melted, you then take the bagel bite out. And if I recall, I think uh, Steve as my brother and, and Tyler as our younger brother, uh, you guys would ask me sometimes to cook you bagel bites because I was so good at it in the microwave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think clearly you spent too much time with your head close to the microwave because none of this really... <laughs> I'm a little actually, like, as your wife, offended by the attention of care that you obviously put on these bagel bites because I have not seen this kind of attention to detail in other household chores since we've been married. Like you would rotate them and swap them out. Well, well absolutely. So they they finish if you like like we said from the beginning. If you just put them in for the allotted time, a nuclear soup of cheese was a great way of putting it. But but the rotation of them, the position in the microwave, and when they finished varied. So. At the end of it, I actually preferred my microwave bagel bites to the oven bagel bites because the oven bagel bites were quite crispy, and and I would get and this delicious. kind of they hmm, were good. no, I would get this I would get this chewy, just perfectness of a bagel bite. I actually they were my least favorite snack. That's because I it's because I didn't cook them for you. Maybe because. The cheese was always too hot, and then for some reason, like, the bottom bagel would always be cold or tough. But I'm yes. pretty sure our, our version our version was toaster oven, though, because, like... Yes, that's we, what I meant by oven. Yeah, okay. So I didn't really like them, because I guess we didn't perfect... We didn't have your perfected technique, and I always... Wait, burnt, you're absolutely right. I, I don't burnt the, I burnt the top of my mouth because the cheese was too hot, and then, then you bite into a cold bagel, and it was garbage. Mm -hmm. First of all, remember as a segment and then going with bagel bites is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. It's a little I mean, weak. <laughs> it's a, it's pretty weak. It's like we're going to break out this new segment. Remember this. Do you remember Obama? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> kind of. Like, that's, I mean, like, we go to Costco every, all the time and get, uh, you know, one of the, the quad racks of, of uh, bagel bites. And... You know, you, you cook some in the oven, you and they're delicious. So I, I, I don't I don't agree with it being within this remember segment. Sure, you could put some attention. You learned the the ins and outs of the microwave. I would submit that it, it depends on the quality of your microwave. I've seen higher quality microwaves be able to handle less attentiveness to your bagel bites. Um, but yeah, sure. You when it came to microwaving bagel bites, you were pretty good. But right. as far as a remember this segment from my childhood, like. I thought you were going to go with, like, remember the Bushwhackers from WWE or WWF? <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's a remember. Better. You know what I mean? It's like, I haven't thought about them in 20 years where they, like, would do the thing with the hands. Yeah. Nobody really knows what who they are. That's a remember. Bagel bites. I mean, I get I get it, but. All right. I, I guess two things. A little one, one, it was a large part of my, my childhood that I no longer really partake in. And two, I think I just really wanted to show off my. I wanted to bring up my my bagel bite cooking skills, and I pigeonholed it into the remember segment. So yeah. lesson lesson learned. Now I, I'll I'll spin this over on you guys. Uh, any frozen quick foods of your childhood that you know you would say you haven't had in a while and were really a staple of when you were younger? 
Mine is not frozen, but do you remember? I don't know if they still have them out, but you know those cans? It was like peanut butter and jelly, but it was striped because there were stripes of jelly and stripes of peanut butter inside the can, like already done. All you had to do is dip the knife in, get a little like swirl of the knife inside the can, and you already have a perfect like mixture of peanut butter and jelly. I think it was Smuckers. I forget what it was called, but do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, we never had that in our household. Well, I do know what you're talking about. It was delicious. For some reason, that peanut butter and jelly tasted better than if you like separately had to put on Jiffy and then another kind of jelly. I think it was like some kind of magic because it was in like strips. It was perfect. And then at the very end of like the jar, you had to like really struggle to see if you appropriately applied throughout the month because sometimes you'd just be stuck with a chunk of jelly or a chunk of peanut butter and it was all alone. And you're like, well, mm-hmm, that was it. So I do remember that being introduced in like the late nineties and everyone was like, Oh, it's nice. great. Yeah, I don't know why it's more popular. I like, do find that problem. That? And I do have like a rotation, like when I'll make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for, uh, you know, for my son. Um, or even for myself, but like, there's got to be like the rotation of where you don't want the, the jelly in the peanut butter jar or the peanut butter in the jelly jar. So you gotta do peanut butter and then like wipe off the side and then really angle the jelly. And you just have less control. Yeah. You well, know, when you have them separate, you have a little more control over the process. Well, mm. no, because the way when they're mixed together, it's like perfectly like meshed together. Cause like now when you make a separate peanut butter jelly, I feel like. It's you yeah. Get, it's no, very I separate. I don't know the way that this worked. It was just it was beautiful. I really it was great for it. it was it was a yeah. But it was it gave you only one option, right? You couldn't really have regular peanut butter crackers. Or you couldn't just put jelly on toast. You were you were committing to the mixture, which is fine. But let's let's move on. Uh, that's remember. I think we'll, we'll duly noted. We'll 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 try to be a little more nostalgic next time we bring that up. But I think there's there's potential in that segment. Mm-hmm. All right, so our next new segment is called Guess the Plot. And Steve, so this is this is kind of your brain idea, or I guess that, yeah. Brain um, idea. This is your brain, brain idea. Child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brain yeah. child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, work, it's a work in progress. Yeah, this might have come from the workshop, but yeah. so you're going to, I mean, why don't you just, why don't you tell us what you're going to do? All right, so I think that, it's interesting to kind of expand or, or brainstorm on movie plots because I think there's like, there's so many movies that come out that are just like sequels or they've already existed. There's just not a lot of like new um, stories that are coming out. And I like the idea of just kind of brainstorming, coming off the cuff and, and thinking about the way a movie can be. And I have one particular movie and I, that I, uh, I've kind of been workshopping that I want to bring up, but I think it came about because I had a really good title for the movie. So I'm going to tell you the title of the movie. And you guys just take a minute and you guess just based on the title. It's going to be a very general title. See if you can come up with a little off-the-cuff plot. Not it doesn't have to be too detailed. Just tell me what you think happens in this movie. Sound okay. good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The title of the movie is Finish Line. What happens in Finish Line? This place definitely takes place in a Foot Locker. 100% takes place in a Foot Locker. 
they're it's like a it's like a equestrian race yeah totally with horses all right one at a time one at a time all right so to me this definitely takes place in a footlocker probably kevin james is cast as like a as a you know it starts off he's selling shoes he's got the striped shirt on and there there's that's the premise right he's down on his luck it's pretty pretty easy to imagine kevin james in a footlocker you know maybe getting bullied by some teenage kids at the mall on a friday night mm-hmm. down on his luck and uh just channeling that paul blart energy exactly that's where i was starting with it right he did real good in paul blart so yeah. let's put him back in a mall he feels like he belongs in a mall and uh there has to be some sort of fitness element to it right yeah. So maybe maybe with these kids that start oh, bullying like that. him. Yeah, and these kids that bully him and maybe he had a an old high school football career and we get into some sort of athletic challenge where uh they say I'll re- you know, I can run this marathon or this for and probably something a little quicker, maybe 400 uh you know uh, let's 5K. do a four, let's do a 4 by 4 this way we can bring in we can bring in other stars like Adam Sandler who maybe works at the at the McDonald's uh in the right, mall. Right, right. Oh, like and then we got already. we got Chris Rock who's working at the Starbucks and and we who's who's one more celebrity? Sh- Jamie- Schneider Schneider's at the Annie Anns. Yeah, Rob yeah, Rob Schneider. Schneider. Yeah, definitely <laughs> at the Annie Anns, right? So then these four guys are gonna challenge these high school four by four track stars, and they have to <laughs> <laughs> this is completely off the top of my head, by the way. Yeah, I think this is why I like this idea because yeah. I think the, it just flows out of you when you hear like what the title of the movie is. All right, so now now they're gonna have a four by four race at the local high school. Starts getting hyped up, and then we start going through montages of them training and trying to get better. They face obstacles. Maybe some ex wives come into play, taunt them, say they can't do it, and then at the the end of all of this, they end up racing. Obviously. Our four by four finish line, uh, yeah, squad from the, the mall. Yeah, it's some sort of dramatic things hap- happens. Yeah, they but win. It's a comedy, basically. Yeah, they win, and this definitely comes out on Netflix in 2021. I love it. All right, wow, I like it. It's not correct, but I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> uh, mine's a different take. Mine is more of a Disney animated movie of a horse uh-huh. with a prosthetic leg. Who was oh. supposed to get shot? You know, they're like, ah, oh, this oh racehorse. Oh my god, already teary. This racehorse <laughs> was always gonna, you know, he had come from a very proud line of champion racehorses, but he got into an accident or something happened, and you know, they were like, you know what, we should just put him out of his misery. But then there is a girl who Jeez. really cared about him and was like, you know what? And she's really, she's like a tomboy who like got rejected by the neighborhood kids because she didn't fit gender norms and she was very handy. And her dad obviously mm. left them at a young age, but she maybe, remembers... maybe voiced by Billie Eilish or something. Yeah, to, to yeah. Connect with the, the the children. Correct, and she also has like a streak of like neon colored hair. Obviously, uh-huh, make her uh-huh. a little rebellious, but she can build things, and she's handy, and she's into engineering, and she builds the horse a prosthetic leg, and she enters him into a race, and and he reaches the finish line. Well, he's gonna go through a lot of hardship. He might break another yeah. leg. But anyway, mm-hmm. he's gonna a little, yeah. little home, little homeward bound energy too. Correct, yeah. And then there's gonna be an evil, an evil horse or person. <laughs> oh, there's an evil horse. Can we, get, yeah. can we get like a side? Can we get like a barn cat, like a sidekick cat? That's he does have a sidekick. I haven't decided okay. if the horse speaks. Yeah. Did the animals talk yet? 
I, I guess he should talk. He should probably talk. I think um, so. Now, did the, do the humans understand? No, but I think the girl understands the horse. Because after she puts, mm. like, the leg on, for some reason, magic happens, and she's able to understand the horse. So, so maybe this is, like, like a, the female version heroine of Doolittle, right? I don't think we've had that yet. No, mm. but Doolittle can talk to any animal. This is just yeah. her and her okay. horse that she's saying. Okay, so we're not doing Doolittle. No Doolittle. Question. Is yes. the horse named Finn? That is a great name for a horse. Fin- finish line. Like it all ties in. That's amazing. I like there it. Yeah. All right. Done. Th- those are two. Done. Coming, Give me the royalties. To, com- coming to it. Disney Plus. Coming to Disney both, Plus 2022. Both of those movies, I feel like, could be greenlit right now. I actually want okay, Leah's But they're along. both incorrect. What? There you go. Well, I'm just saying, in terms of what I was thinking of for finish line. So, mm-hmm. I left out a critical element okay. of, the, of the title. There are two ends in finish line. So, so here is finish line, the, the actual plot. An American spy. All right. I'm thinking, like, it, it's a female. I'm thinking, like, Olivia Wilde. Like, that mm-hmm. type of part, little wily, you know, like, good actress. Um, you know, can pull this off. Is, is good to, within conversations, a lot of dialogue. Because it's going to be like a drama. Right. So she's an American spy and she's in Russia. She's but she's been discovered, but they don't know where she is, but they know that she's a spy. So they got to find her. So she has three days to escape Russia. So there's a network of safe checkpoints from where she is to the to the where she has to go to escape. Right. And she's Mm got to navigate. And at each house, that's like a checkpoint. There's a different person that's potentially on her side, but also potentially a double agent. Right. So it's like each time she gets there, she's trying to like feel it out, figure out, you know, whether or not it's safe or she has to leave. So like a couple times it's safe, but a couple times she like escapes at the last second and gets to the next checkpoint. And like the whole time there's these like counters, the counter spy network is trying to get her. And I'm thinking I, I can't decide if it's like they should be Russians or if it should be like John Krasinski and, and Emily Blunt, like the, you know, the, the two husband wife actresses that like. It- British. I think we should go British. British. For yeah. yeah. Maybe the guy who played Elton John. I forget, mm. what, forget what that guy's name is. He's a good actor um, from uh, Kingsman. So, uh, you know, that's, yeah. I think that's a good idea, though. So, so there's obviously the villain trying to find her and she's trying to make it to all these different checkpoints. Um, America assigned her like a liaison who's going to uh, help her navigate these things and i think i'm thinking that's like chris pratt so that there's some like sexual energy sexual tension between them chris pratt's <laughs> sexual energy yeah is not chris the pratt is not mind. the person i would think to have sexual tension with what anyone. do you mean she, he's like he's he, in marvel movies what about the well one of the chris's chris hemsworth pine pine chris, chris, chris pine. pine chris evans it's one of the chris's all right fine so he's in it, but like it's it's not clear it's not clear whether he is on her side or a double agent. So the whole time you're trying to figure it out. So she's trying to make it, you know, I don't want to spoil the ending. So, you know, the whole question is, you know, can <laughs> she escape to safety? And if you know a little bit of geography, uh, Finland is in the border of Russia. So oh. can she escape to the safety of Finland? Can she reach the finish line? Oh, wonderful, <laughs> well, those are th- very, very different movies. Well, well- what I loved about that was we each came up with a movie that we would want to watch. Yeah. Did I? I mean, mine has a musical number, by the way. I don't know if you okay. guys. 
Then yours is Disney-related animals. I picked like the Netflix <laughs> comedy, and I probably would never watch Steve's Finish Line because it would cause me too much angst. Yeah, but that's a kind of a, you, you, it, it could be made though. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent, that could be made, dude. I mean, that's that's like uh, along the lines of like Born Identity, you know, yeah, like yeah. Taken, like just that thriller. Uh, I really like the know, wordplay. I like the finish. Yeah. Well, that's the whole. That's, that's the whole point of the. Of that's the, the whole point. It's the double end. That was the key. Yeah. Well, that's great. Right. I mean, guess the plot. That was fantastic. I think. I think that's definitely going to make a comeback. <laughs> um, all right. So so let's go to let's go to our one random thing for this week. So we're going to do going to the movie theaters. Uh, we're going to break that one down. Our one random thing this week. So as we do always, let's start with best thing, worst thing, and uh, I think Rebecca. You should start us off with the best thing about movie theaters. So movie theaters are like my happy place. Yes. I would say best thing about movie theaters, and this is like a very specific situation, is when you go to a matinee showing. So like 10.30 a.m. showing of a movie that's been out for like two months already. So like no one's there. It's like you and maybe one Mm -hmm. random guy who like lives alone. And You're preaching to the choir. Yes. So you go to a movie that's been out for two months already, so there's no one there. And, of course, this has to be a theater that has the reclining seats, which I think most of them have invested in because they're like, oh, yeah, duh, everyone wants this. Um, and then you just have this huge, I don't know how big they are, like 20-foot screen in front of you, and you're all alone, and you have a surround sound, and it's amazing. So that's to me, is the best part because then you can fully immerse yourself in the experience and there's no crazy person next to you bumping your shoulder or having their phone light blinding you while they check their Gmail in the middle of the movie. That's my favorite. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, it's great for a lot of reasons. I think I think the early matinee at 1030 gets you out of bed. You put some jeans on, you go outside, and then you go, you go you're still relaxing. You know, you're still relaxing in a nice lounge chair, so it's still like you're off, but you watched a movie, you felt like you got out and you did something. Yeah, you did something. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm not someone who can stay up late to begin with. So if you, you know, back in high school, it was like fun to like go on a date with a guy and go to a movie and it's like 730, you walk out, it's like 1030 and it's pitch black. And I'm just like, what is happening? But when you go yeah. in at 1030, you come out at like 12, one o'clock, you're like, oh, it's lunchtime. This is great. I still have the rest of the day and I tick something off the list. So matinees are the way to go also it's cheaper so save a couple bucks yeah i I agree with you for sure the thing i'll have to say though is i feel like during this whole this whole segment i'm gonna have to be defending the public against your two old uh (laughs) takes of i don't like people and i don't want them around me um so you know i i do agree it's nice to have that little um you know, uh, personal experience, which you can pretty much only get when you have those conditions that that you describe. Um, but yeah, matinee is nice. Get it over with. Well, so I, so I, as to your point, Steve, I, I try to st- stray away from just railing on the people because, you know, we could have just easily done 30 minutes on, can the kid behind me shut up and can the person next to me get off their phone while I'm trying to watch this movie. So I, I tried to stray away from that. So my best thing actually is the midnight showing. And uh, as a kind of a counter to Rebecca's uh, matinee, because the midnight showing, it, it it's not as common anymore because now Thursday night movies come out at seven, but not too long ago, four or five years ago, they wouldn't release movies on Thursday nights. They'd be released at midnight. 
And it just, it had a real event to it, right? It had, you got together with your friends. You're like, guys, we're going to be the first ones to see this movie. Let's go midnight showing. Mm -hmm. And you'd go for all the big ones. And that's how you knew you were excited for a movie. So it just added to the excitement. I went for Batman, uh, The Dark Knight, you know, a lot of the Avengers movies for uh, just any big movie we'd go to. And the nice thing about that is people that go to a midnight showing are usually pretty hardcore fans. So it kind of negates a lot of the nonsense that goes on around you so most people are excited yeah and there's even some like self there's a lot of self-policing i feel like i like the nonsense i like the nonsense it gives character how could you how could you you paid 15 bucks and some some nonsensical things happening there's malarkey in your theater and i'm like well i paid all this money i'm not enjoying my experience i agree with you i i like both the the matinee and the um midnight over kind of the normal nighttime movie where you're kind of like, well, there's like 10 other things that could be doing right now. Um, things exactly. I could be watching like midnight and you're either, it's, you know, you're kind of replacing. Time. Yeah. It's bonus time. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, I agree with both of you on that front. Um, so what's, what's say, your best thing? Well, my best thing is kind of a more recent technological advance, but the assigned seating, um, hmm. when you can reserve a seat online, I mean, it, it ties into my worst thing, which is the you know the previews. But you can get there later because you already have your seat, um, and you don't have to worry about only being stuck in the front row or like getting waiting in line to get tickets um, when you get there. Signed seating going on together with those um, reclining seats it's just like makes it so much easier, so much yeah, more enjoyable to. It takes to a lot of the a movie. It takes a lot of the angst out of the situation of making sure everyone gets there on time and saving seats and all that nonsense. That was my favorite like, thing, though, like getting there 30 minutes early back in the day when they didn't have assigned seating and just like sitting there and like saving your seat. Like, I loved that, actually. I made everyone yeah. go to the movie theater 30 minutes early, got a snack. And my favorite part is actually the previews. So I would have to fight you on that, Stephen, because it's like the perfect amount of story without any kind of real angst or conflict. But I'm like, oh, I got the gist of that. And was thoroughly entertained for three minutes. That was perfect. Next, that was my favorite. Come, come, I, I mean, I have to disagree with you there because, like, there, there are maybe you don't see anything, you know, in the theaters that could cause these types of previews to be shown. But when I was a kid <laughs> and I didn't like horror movies, there's some freaking scary previews, and you're like, God damn, I, I'm trying to see Titanic or Mars Attacks, and I just saw, you know, some scary movie. That's going to be in my brain for the next two days. Oh, no, that's why you have to only see certain genres. Like, yeah, yeah they've, got, they've done a good job of grouping yeah, they'll, together they'll screen the them. type of movie you're going to see so that you don't get those other ones. But every now and then one will slip by and you're like, how did that, how did that get into well, the previews? <laughs> can we just move to the previews then? I think yeah, so. Yeah, go to worst yeah. thing. My worst thing is, is the previews. Um, they're just too long. Uh and it's it's so accessible now with YouTube and and um, you know your phones. There's no reason to put the previews for a half an hour at the start of the movie and make me sit through. And then also, it's like I don't have a choice whether I want to see this preview because, like you said, it's just the right amount of plot. But I feel like now some movies are so predictable. I can see a preview and be like, all right, I know exactly what that movie is, mm-hmm. and like. I, I, you know, I, I hate the previews. I, I, I never liked them, and I would always try to strategically avoid them. We haven't gone to the movies together in a while. I mean, I would, I would submit that 
you should try going with somebody who makes great preview comments. Okay. I have that written down, actually. Oh, do you have the preview comments I, I, I would down? say the only redeeming factor of the previews is once it's over to be like, just make the little funny comment that the group around you can hear and just be yeah. like, yeah, that was funny. First of all, to really say that someone makes good preview comments means that the person accompanying them has to say that. You can't say that about yourself, Justin, that you have good preview comments when the other person going to the movie with you may not agree. Yeah, your, your your chuckles would would uh, mean otherwise, They're... but <laughs> chuckles, chuckles, it's more just like, like that one. Comfortable, like oh, mm. I'm sorry, I'm the guy, people around us listening to the commentary. Ha ha ha. They're probably pity chuckles, to be honest. They really yeah. are. There, there's a. There's a skill to setting your volume right so just enough people hear you, but it doesn't sound obnoxious. Anyways, uh, Rebecca, what's your worst thing? Worst thing about movie theaters is the sticky floors. Every movie theater has sticky <laughs> floors. And I know it's just like soda, spillage, and all that stuff. But like for a place that makes me usually very happy, it's just like as soon as you're done and you like put your feet on the floor, you're just like, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's... Anyway. That's... There's a certain sense of sadness when you when you're walking out after a movie and you just see like trash everywhere and you're like, man, like can we as society just be like a little bit cleaner as a group of people? Like, do we really need to leave all this trash and spilled sodas and it's things just, that we may have dropped yeah, in the movie and had no regard for picking up? Debauchery afterwards. So like, it's really great right, leading I'm, up and then I'm, having. I'm going to step in and defend the public again. I, I think people <laughs> are pretty good about cleaning up against them after themselves. It's more the people that are like. Uh, bringing in like spaghetti and meatballs in their pocket uh and then you got the this I, I mean you you laugh but i'm pretty sure uh, um i definitely we know had... i know of people that literally bring in spaghetti and meatballs to to, to heat up some tupperware and put it in their pocket what uh, i brought i brought in a burrito story. bowl before for burrito sure bowls? Yeah, like, I that's, did. The, that's the debauchery <laughs> people are good about throwing away their popcorn i don't know who's spilling sodas and just leaving it i mean you guys are i mean maybe some kids but let, let's give the public a little credit, not be old crotchy people. But I do right, agree with you of, that that uh, it's not great when you get that little sticky spot right where your foot goes. I actually kind of like the stickiness. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun set. To, it's a mix up of the sensations on your feet that you don't normally get. All right. My worst thing, kind of food related. It's it's not the food at the concession stands. It's It's how inefficiently the concession stands are universally run across all movie theaters. <laughs> There's always like 15 stations, like registers set up across this massive like concession stand area. And there's always only two lanes open. And, and, but there's more than two people working. There's always like eight to 10 people working back there. You've got the two people, uh, you've got two people on the registers. And then you just have these random people that are kind of helping, but not really helping. They're not assigned to anybody. And sometimes they grab popcorn and, and sometimes they grab soda. And it's just, it's, it's there's no hustle on the part of any of the people working back there and it's it's the least efficiently run uh enterprise in all of like entertainment and social gatherings mm. I, I think it's job envy to be honest like there's um the movie theater is one of those things where it's like you sign up all right i'm part-time you know gonna work part-time at the movie theater mom during the summers um all right, you you get to stand here and scan people's tickets. You you got to go shovel popcorn into a bucket, 
I don't, to, to feed an unending line of hungry people that want to just get in their movie and have no manners. So I can't really it's blame It's a tough them. job. It's a tough job, especially with the, like the restaurantification of these like snack bars where it's not like, give me some nerd rope. It's like, I'll take the pretzels with the dip and the ice cream cone. Like, <laughs> again, as we've talked in the past, like, let's just stop putting so much on these people or at least pay them a, a, a higher wage uh and then not complain when they're the lines a little long again yeah. i'm defending i'm i'm going to defend <laughs> i agree with you though like yeah. the the, just... the management should step in and be like hey let's well, uh, let's open a few more registers here and and figure this out all right all right did you know uh let's get to that and and i'll start because it kind of transitions off the concession stands did you know that there's there's 19 official flavors of the icy brand ices seems really low i've only ever seen three red Red, blue blue, and sometimes coca-cola i feel like there's seven mountain dew flavors no 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 like the official like icy the icee not like go to 7-eleven i've seen go to the movie theater usually there's just red blue and maybe sometimes coca-cola so are none of them mountain dew there's boysenberry green apple pina colada orange dream don't the red and blue don't they taste the same no. Is there, is there a taste? It tastes different. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I don't so think I've ever tasted the, a difference. But so there's this is a twofold, did you know? One is there's so many other flavors. I would love to get a pina colada icy while I'm at the movie theater. That sounds wonderful. Maybe a pink lemonade. Um here's here's there's that part of it. And the other part of it is why are ices only available at movie theaters? They're a wonderful treat. Like, why are they not in more spots? So you're discounting seven eleven. That's like a Slurpee. I mean, that that's, I guess, the closest thing, right? But, like, uh-huh. the Icy brand, like, I'd like to go to the mall and have an Icy brand, like, store there. I mean, I'd like mm-hmm. to go bowling and grab an Icy brand. I'd like to... Yeah, this uh, is, again, transforming into what Justin didn't know, because there's <laughs> plenty of places in the food court of a mall where you can get an Icy. No, not the official Icy, really? Well, maybe there's a branding thing with movie theaters. I mean, I think you could go to, like, an Auntie Anne's or, like, a... Uh, coffee place, they'll, they'll have an icy in the mall. All right, well, the flavors then. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I mean, red and red and blue are great. I mean, don't get me wrong, but throw me a pina colada. I still am not convinced red. they taste different. I agree. I kind of agree <laughs> with Rebecca. I feel like they taste the same, desiring the same color. Mm-hmm. They like get probably mixed thousand, together. Probably a thousand calories, though, right? I mean, sugar. It's just, it's just sugar water. Sugar. So it's like soda. Yeah. All right, Steve, did you know? Did you know, and this is not like a, I've been trying to get away from the just Googling movie theater history. So did you know there's quite a few movie theaters that serve alcohol? Ah. I've never been to one. I, I assume there not. are places that are like dinner setups. Yeah. Yeah, the ones that serve, you can order food while you watch, like you get an entree. Yeah, well, even, even just there's ones, and there used to be one in where I used to live in uh, Virginia where it was just... Like an old time theater, it only had one screen, um, and it would just show like a random movie every once in a while. But it had a bar in the back. <laughs> you could grab a mixed drink, grab a Jack and Coke, and watch uh, watch a movie. So, you know, I feel like we should bring those back a little bit, or or try to popularize those. I guess there's like a liquor license issue, but that'll help. That'll help with some of the the child riffraff, but it'll certainly add to the uh, to the yeah. uh, the adult riffraff. The adult riffraff. Yeah. 
Well, what, so, I mean, what, what beverage do you go for, Steve, right? You're going to sit down, like, it doesn't depend on the movie. Like, are you, you know, you're going to see like John Wick, are you just, you know, taking shots of fireball? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you get, you get a, you get a pregame, you know, get there a little early, skip the previews and, and get like a, you know, everybody gets one, you know, Jack and Coke or something. And then, and then I go with something a little more, you can sip on maybe like a crown on the rocks or a white Russian. Um <laughs> To go with my movie depends on the depends on the movie, you know. Yeah, I think this just leads to too rowdy of patrons and then ruins my yeah, ruins my movie to, experience. You might be going to see a movie you've already seen, or like it's, you know, you can just put put Star Wars up there that you know the original, or put put some movie. Or it's just like you're just going to have some fun, have some beers, and and the movie's on in the background. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think most places would do that. I'm sure it's just a liquor license issue, um, but that's what's great about the South. Virginia. All right, Rebecca, did you know? Um, my did you know is kind of twofold as well. The theme being popcorn. I Googled mine, Stephen, so <laughs> it is a historical <laughs> well, did you know. No, no, I'm just saying I have been doing I felt that, some so shade from that remark. But anyway, <laughs> so did you know that popcorn became popular as a movie snack during World War II because of sugar rations? Mm. So that means candy wasn't like readily available so popcorn became the go-to munchie of choice and also uh, the sugar the sugar ration of 1940 tough yeah thanks nazis now we can cut <laughs> now it costs Jeez. an arm and a leg to buy popcorn because did you know that an ounce of popcorn costs more than an ounce of filet mignon isn't that crazy? I can't get over the, the thank you Nazis. I didn't think that a, was going to come out from hey, you. Uh, Mr. Check the Tone, she was saying sarcastically, it was a sarcastic Nazis, we couldn't thing. eat candy because of so the damn need, Nazis. That's what so she said. So we had to eat popcorn, and now we have to pay more per ounce of popcorn than filet mignons because it's outrageously expensive. Yet you, always stale. Filet mignon. <laughs> There's a lot of G's in there. A lot of G's. There's a G in there. Filet mignon. Yes. Wait, what did I? (laughs) Anyway, I'm I'm an immigrant. So that was my fun fact. (laughs) All right. No, that's good. That's good. I like that's great. That is true. I mean it's you buy this freaking bucket of popcorn, it's fourteen dollars or whatever it is, and you're getting uh mostly air mostly air you should just go out to like a nice fancy dinner before the movie and it be better well you know you know what you what we explored the last time we went to the movies was like there's a kids pack which is pretty great it's like a little box you get like a normal size soda you get like a box of popcorn and then you get a little welch's sad welch's Welch's fruit snack yeah it had like three three candies in there it was like it was like six bucks. It was even more. I'm, I'm glad we avoided. I'm glad we avoided the uh, somebody doing a rant on like how the small uh, soda is like a bucket. Just, Are you going to do just that feels, rant? No, no, no. It just feels a little hacky. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. We have high standards here on one random yeah. thing. Also, you guys realize there is only one choice for soda, right? To drink with your popcorn. An icy. Not an icy. Out of sodas, you know, there's only one. Oh, choice. oh, oh. I mean, I know what mine is. Steve, what's yours? Uh, probably a cherry Pepsi. There you go. Ding, I, ding, I'd, ding. Submit, I'd submit Dr. Pepper as a suitable option. Ah, they're similar, but definitely a cherry Coke. 
slash Pepsi Cherry is Coke, the only Laura. thing you can really order that you should order when you're getting popcorn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All, right, all, right, let's, all right, let's make a rule. All right, I'll, I'll do a quick one real quick. And it relates to what it, my worst thing, again, rant, ranting on these previews. Let's make a rule. Movie theaters, since we have the assigned seats, just put up two times. You know, you want to get here at, you know, previews start at noon, movie starts at 1245, whatever it is. <laughs> Leave the lights on a little dimmer during the previews so people can still come in. Just put both times up there. Tell me what time the movie starts. Excuse my language. I hate previews. Uh, <laughs> and I want to get there when the movie starts. You know, Maybe you can put in a little buffer, put in a commercial or something between the previews and the movie. I don't care. I want to know when the movie starts, not when the preview to the movies I'm not seeing start. So that's no. my rule. Movie theaters, please do this. And it's a great role because movies, movies now are long enough as they are. So they're already taken enough. They already had to turn to go to the yeah. movie theater. And, and, but I agree with you. I think that, you know, right now the movie theaters make money off of those advertisements. That's fine. Throw a couple ads in there in between the previews and the actual movie so that at least I can choose to skip the previews. You'll still make your money by me being there for the ads and then we're, everyone's happy. All right. So my, my maker rule is you guys have been, you know, very much saying how much you like the new seating arrangement the new pick your seat, you know, recliner. And I'm down with that. I like them a lot. But I think about a young Justin in his 14, 15, 16-year-old age. And I think that if I had those big chairs, I think I would have missed out a little bit because one of the perks of the old style is the armrest going up. And as a kid who wanted to maybe ask a nice girl out to a movie to maybe get his first kiss, the, uh, the the closeness of the old chairs was a really good setup, right? So here's, here's, here's my rule. Let's keep the assigned seating, but why don't we have one to two rows? Why don't we do a hybrid setup, right? We'll call it standby. And you can buy standby tickets to the movie. You buy them the day of. And if you wanted to sit in the old style seats, maybe we put this, maybe the very back row, is just all those normal seats. So you bring a date, you can put the armrest up. Even if you're not going to make a move, you still could, you know, I, I, when I go with Rebecca, I, I like you to lean on me a little bit. I like to get a little bit close to you. Now you go to these new ones and it's like the date's ruined. You're you're a country mile away from the person you're trying to connect with on the movie. So it's just making, you, you, they isolate you a little bit too much. And I would I would appreciate the option in most movie theaters to, to sit, sit closer to somebody. I would uh, make your rule better and just keep what it is now and just have the armrest like liftable. Yeah, but I think there there's mechanisms and, you know, in those armrests. Really, your complaint there's... is just with the chair. I mean, like, I, I, there are movie theaters that have assigned seats where that still have those those seats. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, it's not the assigned seat part. It's the, it's the chairs, right? I, I want a row of normal chairs. Assign me my seat. That's fine. Whatever. But the, the, the upgraded chairs... They put you so far away from the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or boy. <laughs> or boy. Okay, my rule is if you are more than five minutes late to the start of the movie, you cannot come in. Like we should have boun- we should have bouncers. Whoa, dude. At the doors of these 
facilities because that is my pet peeve is when like it's literally like 25 minutes in and you see some stupid shadow walking across the screen trying to get to their assigned seat it just ruins it so at this point you missed it you're gone you're done so if you're more than five minutes i have a bouncer at the door you're not allowed in you also don't get a refund because you should have been here 30 minutes early so that's my okay question yes what about those who, you know, have to go to the bathroom? Uh, let's say you drank, you know, that whole gallon of cherry Coke. And yeah, you got to make a quick run to the First bathroom. Of all, uh, you're not letting me back in? No. Because another thing, I don't understand. Well, okay, now I'm pregnant, so it's different. But, like, I've always had a, a bladder of steel. Like, mm. I could hold, you could hold it for two and a half hours. You're not going to die. So, like, you know. Wow. This is inconsiderate. This is so intense. Empty your bladder before the movie. Even if you drink that big thing of Coke, like you really can't hold it for another hour and a half. Really? Like, I don't understand. Steve, do you want to jump in here? Uh, Yeah. I, I mean, listen, I am not bothered by riffraff pretty much at all, unless someone's talking on the phone in my ear. You know, I, I went to see a movie uh, recently. Someone brought their infant. And I was like, Tyler was beside himself, but I was like, all right, you know, they're risking it. And they, they I'm like, they're going to leave if he, if he doesn't shut up and he didn't shut up and they left. So I'm not bothered by other people unless you're like literally not watching the movie. You're just having a conversation with someone. So it doesn't bother me if somebody gets up and goes to the, the thing. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, sometimes it's just a necessity. It's, it's a comfort thing. You know, there's always that, that part where you're like, I'm really uncomfortable right now. I have to pee. And I'm going to miss the next two minutes of the movie so that I can go. I, I don't need, you know, Sally up in the left row being like, really? You say Rebecca in the middle. Okay, listen. Right, Rebecca you, in the middle. You to can like, totally, really? you can empty your bladder, but just know I'm judging you. Because, like, tiny tanks, What? why? Like, come on, guys. You can handle it. I've, I've, I've gone to plenty of movies with you where I've gotten up and gone to the Yeah, bathroom. and I judge you every single time. <laughs> you know... You know, I, I the the one phenomenon that is kind of fun when you go to the bathroom during a movie is like watching that movie again later, and you're like, man, I really don't remember this part of the movie, well, and it's like, oh, I was in the bathroom. Well, that's another thing is like, again, movies are not cheap, especially if you go during like a prime time, and you go and you waste five ten minutes in the bathroom. I'm just like, dude, what? You know, you you should have just waited for the DVD and just done it at your home. You know, waited to rent it on Apple. TV and then you could have paused it when you had to go to the bathroom. I don't know. There's 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 pacing to a movie, so when you have to go to the bathroom a lot like I do, you can tell after a big event that there's going to be a little lull in some backstory that you can skip. So once you once you have to go to the bathroom a lot, you can kind of feel out when's the right time to dip when you're not going to miss too much. Anyways, Why does I think that's a wonderful better... place. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I... We'll, no, we'll end on that. Say it. I just, uh, why don't people have better bladder control? That is just my... Yeah. That's my personal. Yeah. You're you are now going to be cursed with terrible bladder control for the rest <laughs> of your life. It's probably true. So karma. Congratulations. <laughs> Enjoy that. All right. Uh, that's it for movie theaters. I think that was a pretty good one random thing. Uh, let's let's finish off the show tonight or today or let's just finish off the show with one random thought. And Steve, you're going to take us out uh, today. All right. So. You know, let's I'm staying in the in the realm of movies, and uh, you know, thinking about how movies have progressed, 
how you could take a movie like The Matrix in in uh, 2000 and it'd be kind of a, a crazy thing to see all of the CGI and like how it was applied to people. And then now it's just in every movie. You got you you know you got the Irishman where you got we're CGIing uh, Robert De Niro so that he looks younger and you can't really tell. I mean it, it it's in every movie. There's no really uh, crazy uh, technological advances um, because it's it's just everywhere. But still, somehow in movies and in TV, we still can't get right that when an actor is drinking from a cup that they're that the viewer can tell there's nothing in the freaking cup when he takes a sip of it or he didn't take a sip of it. It it happens nine times out of 10, there's nothing in the cup and you can clearly tell and, or they don't take a sip or they're talking. It, it drives me up a wall. I don't understand how we can, how, how, how the director can view this and not want to fire the, the, the prop manager. Like how does this still happen? That's what I'm randomly thinking about sometimes when I see movies and I see this happen. And that was what I was randomly thinking about for us to go out on the show. You know, it's, it's funny you say that. I've never noticed that, which now I feel like will drive me crazy. But just to add one more thing to that to go out on, and we'll end on this, is when people wear glasses, a lot of times there's no lenses uh, in them. We started noticing this recently on The Big Bang Theory. None of them wear it's, lenses. It's it's, it's just it's, the frame. It's insane. It's just the frame. And you don't notice. So there's the tricks of Hollywood, you know, until you point them out, they all fool us and they all they all uh, give us this grand illusion of what we're watching. So so good job, Hollywood. So that's that's one random thing. Rebecca, good job. Welcome to the team. Thanks for coming on. It's kind of weird because I'm used to listening to you guys. So like halfway through when you like it's my turn to speak. I have to, I'm like taken aback because I feel like I'm just listening to a podcast and then I have to actually put feedback and input. So thank you for having me. It's enjoyable. Well, you did great. So remember one random thing pod at gmail.com. Send us any segments, ideas you have, any comments about the show. How Steve, we doing? thanks how for we coming doing on. on. How are we doing on that queue so far? We got any? We got uh, it's maybe, maybe it's spelled. O N E. It's not the number. I think that was the uh, issue. That's why we haven't gotten one gotcha. yet. Okay. Someday. All right. Yeah. Someday, one person out there will will shoot us an email, and it'll be the happiest day of my life. All right, Steve. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. And we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>